Welcome to the Great British Motocross Show with MX Vice uh, with myself, Ben Rumbold, as your host, alongside product tester, Mr. Brad Wheeler. And uh, yeah, we've got a special guest to come for you very soon. How's it going there for yourself, Brad? Yeah, all good. Just about recovered from uh, from the Mike Brown Memorial Cup on Friday. It took about a week, but we're uh, <laughs> back fighting fit, ready for the weekend again. Good stuff. You've got Bridgestone Masters coming up, haven't you? <clears throat> yeah, got the first round of the Bridgestone up at the uh, iconic and much-loved Preston Docks. <laughs> so, uh, we'll be heading out there on Friday after work, see what we can do. Yeah, that's it. Well, uh, I'll uh, take some photos of the lynch mob if you want. I want to see them with their anti-Brad Wheeler placards uh, yeah. chatting against you there as you come in. So, uh, <laughs> all good. Right, so yeah, we'll just crack on with our guests very soon. But yeah, first off, got to say thank you to AS3 Performance. Uh, AS3 Performance stock, a huge selection of aftermarket motocross parts available for the 1980s Evo two-stroke models to the current four-stroke bikes. Also, thanks to Golf Race Fuels. We're fueled by them across sports cars, single-seaters, motorcycle racing, and further afield. The Golf brand is associated with winning whatever the discipline uh, also thanks to kawasaki motors uk who are pleased to announce the arrival of the new klx 140r range easy to ride klx 140r lineup offers a 144 cc engine plus suspension and push button electric start making for great trailblazers the klx 140r machines come in three different sizes ranging from juniors first tentative steps to pushing the door wide open on adult riding the highly regarded klx 140r range is ready and willing to add fun and enjoyment in 2023 Contact your local off-road dealership for more information. So, yeah, thanks to all those guys. And, of course, as always, we are supported by uh, the, uh, so we say, retail wing of, uh, of MX Vice, even strokes. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, get my colleague here to do his introduction yeah. to what he can offer you. Uh, I myself am powered by Armour, uh, which is available at even strokes. And if you use the code in the screen, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see it. It's Brad Wheeler 10. If you're on the podcast, put that in at checkout and you'll save yourself 10% on, well, armor or anything you're buying. So go buy all your motocross bits from there and uh, helps helps keep us doing these. Nice one. Yeah, great stuff. So, yeah, without any further ado, then we'll bring in our guest. Uh, please welcome to the Gabriel KTM British Championship MX1 rider, Mr. Liam Knight. How are you, sir? Hi. 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 How you going? Yeah, not so bad. Yeah, yeah. hoping we don't get technical issues tonight, so we'll see how we go with this one. But uh, yeah, how uh, how's your weekend been? You've been out riding much uh, the weekend and um, uh, this this week today, perhaps. Uh, I rode Marshfield for the Hut Cup on Friday. Uh, I went to Cussies on Sunday, and then I've just got back to Justin's from Fat Cats tonight. Nice one. I rode there from two o'clock this afternoon. So I bet Fat Cat was bleak, wasn't it? Was it bad up there? Uh, no. That was dry. Fat guy's always bleak. <laughs> it savage rough, but it, it was dry, so that that's a bonus. It was cold, windy. Yeah. Mm. As only fat cat could be, I guess. But, uh, but is, is, it, is it much like Preston Docks there, Bradley's favourite track? Um, I prefer Preston to fat cat. Oh, what? Fucking well, <laughs> hell. Preston's a bit better than the, the old Preston Docks track. Oh, the new one. The new one's better, is it? Yeah. I'm not sure how it's going to be to race, but it's definitely better for practicing. Nice one. Are you up there uh, competing with Mr. Weeder at the uh, Bridgestone Masters this weekend? Yeah, I'll be there Sunday to race. Yeah. Cool. Nice one. Good stuff. So you've got quite a good entry up there then, aren't they? Is it, is it, is it British Championship level, would you say? Uh, yeah, definitely. I think I was riding with Josh Gilbert today. He said he's going, so there'll be some good guys. I know Jay Haig and Ando were talking about it at the weekend. 
on Friday um, at the Hut Cup. So I expect I was there. Nice one, good stuff. And how'd you get on with the Hut Cup? Because um, you're a bit more of a sort of sand specialist, aren't you? And uh, and, and Marshall was was a bit of a, a bit of a hard pack job. Yeah, um, I struggled all day. Really, I was a little bit off the pace and didn't feel too comfortable on the the hard pack. We riding so much sand, obviously with the two oak hanger rounds, and then Canada Heights pretty soft this time of year. If we had gone there, and then Ling is the next British, so most of the focus has just been riding in the sand, really. And um, I've been getting stiffer and stiffer with my suspension. And then we took the same set of forks to Marshfield. They felt a little bit off with how, how hard it was. I was sitting up in the turns a bit. But hopefully we'll fix that before we get onto the hardback race. Yeah, how good. the track, how good was the track conditions there? I know you said don't really like hard pack that much. more of a sand guy. But you got to admit, the track was fucking immense. Oh, it's definitely the best I've been there to ride it. I've only been there twice as an adult. I remember going there as a kid on 65s and stuff. But... I don't remember the conditions of the track. So I went there last year for the Hut Cup and then the bridge there. But yeah, Friday was incredible. It was so tacky. It was like plasticine. Yeah. It just, I think it wasn't even like they'd flooded it before practice. You know, when you go out for practice and it's a bit, bit mucky and it sort of comes good for that first block. It was just mint all day, obviously, where we'd had all the rain in the week leading up to it. It was just like the rain obviously got so deep into the ground it just stayed near enough perfect all day and like obviously the sun was out the crowd was massive it was, it was such a good day yeah it's by far the busiest race we go to all year but I don't know if that's the effects of a beer tent or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah a lot of people along you can't uh... it is a very good beer tent there is that true. Yeah. yeah, you can't. Um, I think people forget how much a decent beer tent pays. <laughs> pays to, like towards towards the crowd at a meeting. It's it's one of the draws. I know it, every time you go to Farley Castle, it's all like people talk about. It's like the bee sting in the beer tent, like the Lily Cider. Like the British are missing a trick. That's what hockey needs, then, is it? We need to get some. We need, we need to get uh, a RHL. Yeah, need yeah. to get sort of the British Championship. Okay, all right. Well, you want to get. You want to get. You want to get. You want to get the numbers through the gate. You need a decent beer tent. You need, a, <laughs> need an unlimited amount of lily soccer and little <laughs> turn yeah. up. That. Nice one, good stuff. So, uh, I mean, talk about beer tents. Are you uh, fancying a bit of this Foxtel Open Class later this year, Liam? Do you fancy a bit of that? What's that? What, what race is that? The, the, the MXDN. They've got this like sort of open class going on for sort of younger riders to enter, and yeah, it's, it's looking like almost a British Championship lineup just for that one. I didn't even didn't even know about that. To be fair, I just thought. It- old bikes i remember i raced langrish once on the old bikes and i didn't race much so i don't know how i feel about racing fox hills on one fair enough not really a two-stroke man then i I don't mind the two-stroke i just remember i rode uh one of mark hobbs's uh i think it was an 87 cr250 and um step down at the back that i saw elderfield try on his 500 so i tried it on the, the honda i was riding i come in and the foot pegs are bent down all snapped, and i was like this is a death trap it was quite fun riding around slow in practice like it's just a cool bike to ride as soon as you started racing i was like this is lethal <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's amazing what they're doing those old things even at fox isn't it? i mean like throwing it off some of the big heights like mike brown was on like a 1989 thing but i think it's 1989 and maybe design only isn't it really the way uh, the way they're prepped yeah it's um the it was the foot pegs that's so small on the old bikes so i was like i can't believe that people used to race with these <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a there's an art to riding them hard. I think 
What's that? Put your feet on the, on the engine cases. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the whole bike is so soft. And it's, yeah. And they're surprisingly fast. Like, the two strokes, the 252 stroke I rode was anyway. I'm not sure if there was anything done to it as such, but I couldn't believe how fast it was and how soft the whole bike is. And you kind of like sat in the seat. It's like a. Yeah, like a right in chair. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, my my cousin James Hudson rides um uh, rides uh, Neil's old uh, old uh, Yamaha 500 like the old 490 job, and he like calls it like it's just riding a big soft banana like around Farley or something like that. It just there's just no solidness to it at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now, yeah, like you go yeah. to go to the old school tracks like Farley, and when it sort of <clears throat> it sort of roughs up. You see all the modern bikes are just like skipping around across the top of it where the suspension's so hard. You see someone come around on a big five, just like, just like, just tracks all the way up. Like it's not even rough. Yeah, that's what it's made. Go, go somewhere like Fox Hills and you're, you see them like flying over the bars because the suspension is just like a full compression on the little single. <laughs> I'd be a bit worried about the head shake on the downhills, I think. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, something to behold, that is for sure. So, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, Fox has come up in your schedule. What's your um, situation then, Liam? Because, like I said, I did ask you before we went on air there to make sure we got our captions right here that uh, it's Gabriel KTM. So, w- what is your setup then? Because it's the same as you had last year, but there's a slightly different arrangement. Is that right? Yeah, obviously, they've got uh, Simon's got what he has going on with Sean and S24 side, and their KTM back in for that. And um, I didn't, to be fair, I didn't really think I was going to get a ride for this year with Simon and then um, he called me in and said like I've got this going on with that the those guys with Sean and Tristan and Tay and he said but I'll I'll put something together for you out of my own pocket obviously you won't look the same like graphics wise and stuff but I'll put something together for you similar as we did for last year so I'm I'm on the same deal as I had with Simon for last year pretty much um, other than not having a mechanic there on race day but I've got one of my best friends mitch comes along to help me do that and so it's, it's not too bad um but yeah pretty much the same as last year for me but just not in the awning with those guys um i still did spain team well yep. and Tay, i went out to spain with them for three weeks and things haven't really changed too much other than just a same really <laughs> <laughs> so you look after your own spanners and everything like in practicing you, you take care of it yourself and do you yeah, most of the time with the practice bike, I look after that myself. It'll go back. If it needs to go back, it'll go back to them for something. Like I had a, uh, a wiring in the other week and I took it back to them. Um, and then they look after my race bike for the British. So they bring that along for the British. That's so that'll only ride the eight rounds of the British Championship, that bike. And they'll... Okay. So... <laughs> Nice one. And it, it, it is just the, the Revo series for you then, isn't it, this year? Because I didn't see you entered for Oak Hanger, uh, the, the Michelin Nationals version anyway. Um, so is it just concentrating on, on the Revo series? Because you've had a good good uh, history with the Michelin Nationals, but um, just concentrating on the Revo this year, is that right? No, I, I am entered to uh, do the um, MX Nationals. It was just the track for the MX Nationals was a complete swamp. Like They got so unlucky with the weather, but I just couldn't put a bike out in that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so you are doing the rest of the series then? Yeah, I'll, I'll be doing the rest of it. But I, well, I also lost the keys for the van in the morning while walking. Ah, I remember that. that. That was you, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't even get the bike out of the van for the first for qualifying if I wanted to. <laughs> I was walking around with <laughs> keys. <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> I get, it was unlocked so I could get in the site, and but I, there's a deadlock on the back and I didn't have the key for the deadlock. <laughs> oh, shit. Right did, did you fix it or just... Oh, I, fa- I found the keys in the end. Uh, Jeff put over on the tannoy about... Uh, I'd lost the keys and then we found them um, about halfway through their qualifying session. Jesus. <laughs> so, not, not so good. <laughs> but, but you weren't too upset about that with the state, the state of the circuit? I think it, I see so many bikes. There was a lot of hot bikes at the, the British, but the track, the amount of rain they had overnight on the, the Saturday night for the MX Nationals, it was it was so bad we, I, we were all stood there there was like a one of the bomb holes in it so full of water I see half of MXY2 falling and they were laid in it and they were nearly merged the bikes were laying covered and I was like oh it's horrendous it, it was good fun to watch and video it but you wouldn't have wanted to have been putting a bike in it yeah I saw Okanga that um, yeah th- th- like I say for the MXY classes they they had a couple of sections that were like yeah proper almost like enduro style sort of like uh, bogs with people gathered around cheering and put them out and, <laughs> and stuff like that but uh, they did actually get before the pro races they got the um, the diggers out around it to build like dams and sort of stem the water flow yeah uh, so it did dry out a little bit for the for the pro races but yeah even so the, uh, the I know the youth guys were tamping about it a bit because they only had the one motor and it was like you say at several points completely underwater <laughs> But we watched the the end of the MXY2 race at the first one that was horrendous. And I was like, surely they'll do something about this before the clubmen go out next. <laughs> and nothing come around. So we'll stand here and watch the clubmen as well. <laughs> we watched the clubmen. And obviously, by this point, the guys running it must have cottoned on to how wet it was there. And uh, Justin Barkley and Alfie Smith have walked around and they both got shovels. And I was like, oh, I think you're going to need something bigger than that. <laughs> I was I was talking to Justin at Cusses on Sunday and he said, oh, we come in with the diggers and as soon as he scraped it, everyone's like, oh, it's dry underneath. There's no point watching here. And everyone walked off. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant! The classic sadistic motocross fan. I yeah, like just the people want carnage, don't they? Obviously suffering. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> maybe that's the key, not the beer tent. Put a massive water pit in somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I I did. Uh, they used to have Boxing Day in. Ju- I only live a couple of miles from Oak Hanger, so they used to do Boxing Day Euros there, and it similar conditions to what we used to do in Euros around there. <laughs> Yeah, I did actually see back in like an old 1980s Supercross, they put a water hole in. Like, like as, and that's yeah. artificial water, like a sand section they do now, but they put like a water section in and like, yeah, obviously didn't last very long because they uh, they stopped that quite quickly. But um, yeah, perhaps uh, something, something to increase the numbers perhaps for like yeah, a wild and woolly section. Some fire or... <laughs> <clears throat> Good stuff. So, I mean, yeah, Okanger for the, for the British, um, was, you got 11th overall. I mean, uh, how was it? Because you, you had a decent winter, didn't you? You were healthy and everything all working out all right? Yeah, everything could have gone pretty well in the winter. Did uh, three weeks in Spain. Uh, did a bit of riding and testing here with Matt and Evotech with the suspension. Um, and we put the Vortex and HGS on and stuff. And the bike felt pretty good. Uh, Okanger was okay. My starts bad that's something i need to work on at the minute um i came from the back in both of them but i had a crash in the first one the second race i rode a lot better than the first one but again just a terrible start so it's hard you're only going to get so far i think from the back 
Yeah, absolutely. And you had a bit of a knee issue, didn't you, the, the previous season? Is that right? Towards the, end uh, of the, year? the year before. Oh, yeah, 21. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, 21. Um, so in 2020, I think that was my first year on the 450. Uh, the weekend that we were meant to do, a, I think it was a British or an MX National, something got cancelled. We ended up going to a, a, a little race at Cullum and uh, I had a coming together with a rider and I snapped my ACL and tore my meniscus. Um, but because it was COVID, even with private health cover, it was hard for me to get enough fit a time to them to fix my ACL well and the surgeon said my knee felt pretty strong so he thought I'll, I'll fix the meniscus because I can get enough time to get you in theatre for that and we'll just see how you go without having an ACL and for the winter it was pretty good um, I got a fair way into the year I think Canada Heights was the first time I caught it and it popped and I was like oh that's a bit better and then it, I caught it really bad at Fox locked up between the races hardly walk and I was like I don't I don't want to not do the next race in case it's just like flared up and swollen and tomorrow it'll be fine but I did the next race and after that I was like I just need to stop now and get it fixed and so during I think August in 2021 in August I had my ACL fixed well a, a new one put in and then um, had the whole rest of the season off and started riding and January in 2022. Nice one. It's lasted pretty well since then, yeah? <clears throat> uh, yeah, it still gets tender. I don't think it'll ever be the same. Um, I think riding for the the year I rode without my ACL probably did more damage than good. I should have not tried to do that, but the surgeons... Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because obviously you hear a lot of... It's quite a common injury in our sport, people tearing their ACL. But like some people, they just... they as soon as they tear it they're, they're done they can't ride they can't train they can't do anything like it's just so much pain but then obviously some people uh can carry on don't really f- feel much hindrance from not having one like obviously nate thrasher's doing the supercross season at the moment he's tore his acl i think <clears throat> i can't remember who it was there's an older rider not like mega old but sort of recently retired doesn't got any acls and did his whole career without any <laughs> But, um, but yeah, then obviously I think it was Carmichael was talking about it and he said his, he tore his ACL and that, he was done. Like he needed to get it fixed like straight away. Mm-hmm. But it's just weird weird how this, the same injury affects people so differently. Yeah, I think there's so much there's so much going on in the knee for someone to have a strong knee or a, a weak knee. I don't know that the ACL, I know obviously it's an important ligament, but there's so much out there make your knees stable but like mine everyday life without an acl just if i was just walking or cycling anything like that i never had any pain it was just if i caught it when i'm racing i don't know if it's where obviously you don't plan to catch your feet and twist your knee Mm. i didn't you're not really prepared for it every time i did that it was like it was it would pop and you'd feel sick for a good half hour well that that wasn't do that it was I caught it a few times riding but I'd made it maybe seven months riding without one so I had my meniscus fixed I had three months off I started riding I was like ah it's fine it's brand new and then I caught it out of heights it wasn't too bad but 
I, it was tender. And then when I caught it at Fox Hills, it all seized up and swelled up. And um, yeah, at that point, I knew I didn't really want to be finishing the whole year off trying to nurse it through that. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Good old Fox Hill rock hard dirt again. <laughs> I think uh, McGrath it was one of them. McGrath did most of his career with that in ACL in one in one knee, and he did all right. <laughs> yeah. Good. A good, quick, bit, quick bit of googling there, bro. Yeah, I knew I could do it with someone that had done a bit. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but doing all legs. To be fair, I seem. To yeah, I think obviously. Yeah, I think it depends how you ride as well, doesn't it? And obviously, yeah. you, you build. Yeah, if you're all arms and legs, it's you're more likely to catch it. It was conditions like we had at Marfield on Friday. They they used to worry. Yeah, those races. Yeah, but yeah. Can't catch your feet today. Nah, I could imagine if someone had just come back from like ACL surgery, turned up there, they'd be having a fit. Yeah, just like <laughs> yeah. It was a good setup this year, wasn't it? I mean, did you um, obviously you say you've done it a couple of times the, the Hut Cup there? I mean, obviously uh, Brad, you're there every year pretty much, aren't you? So, uh, what was it like with the, the Jude Morris race? Was that uh, did that work quite well? Did it work into the schedule because it's, it's pretty packed anyway that schedule isn't it but did i see they did away with the sort of old friends race they used to have um and they sort of made way for um, that they kind of it used to be run by the amca that yeah. meet in so they used to just basically have originally it just like the mike brown memorial race and then it was just an amca meeting yeah uh then they in- introduced the hut cup um <clears throat> and it ran like that for a couple of years and then this year lawson Benjamin took over, who runs Thornbury MX, and um, mm-hmm. like the Dursley Club and the Corsham Club, um, and they basically just—it's just a completely separate one-off event now. With obviously the Hut Cup, they had they had the Mike Brown race, but they had like an over fifties and under fifties. That the yeah. champion of champions race, which was kind of, uh, it was like oh, John Mays, Tom Churches, Jamie Skew. So I was in that one, um, which was kind of like an expert race, really. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then, like, obviously the Jude Morris race, which was, well, basically rookies, MXY2, and then, yeah, the Hut Cup and a Clubman. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it worked. It worked really well. I think. I think there was a couple of people that double entered the Jude Morris and the Hut Cup. Yeah, Alfie Jones was one, wasn't he? Really yeah, Alfie Jones and Charlie Cole uh, both double entered. I'm not. Sure, I'm not sure what the age limit was on the Jude Morris race. I thought it was like 17, but I'm guessing not. Yeah, I think I think it was there uh, eighteen or nineteen. I think they could allow. Uh, I think the main idea was to allow riders in who used to ride with Jude. Uh, oh, yeah. so Alfie Jones won the championship. Yeah, the, the year that uh, yeah Jude sadly passed away, and that's uh, that was why. Um, yeah, I think I think uh, they wanted Alfie in in that one while he was still kind of mm. young enough because yeah. obviously his second year in the uh, in the adult ranks anyway. So uh, yeah, yeah, so that was a pretty quick race. I think there was 500 quid up for grabs as well for, for yeah, the was, yeah. overall winner. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. If you did well in both of them, you're up on for a good bit of dollar, but um, yeah, the Hut cup, the Tom Brown from Moto extreme put a, like puts a lot of effort into this meeting um, and like had a brilliant lineup in the Hut cup. Um, basically just to, the, like who's who's British championship really. There wasn't really anyone, anyone there that uh, isn't isn't a face in British motocross. I don't think. Yeah, and obviously even dragged out like the likes of Brad Anderson back out and yeah, it's just 
yeah, just a really good meeting. Nice one. No, it, it looks uh, pretty good from from the pictures I've seen. I, that was uh, I had a family birthday, so I, I sadly had to miss it. But um, yeah, I will be back down there for the Nora Cup and uh, hopefully try and get there uh, get to the Hook Cup next year. So, how about yourself, Liam? You fancying that race again next year? Oh, go for that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, for us, it's just good, especially the time of year it's in. Try and get races under about kind of thing, especially with ones we've had cancelled so far because of the rain. It. Um, it was basically another British Championship race. I mean, yeah. everyone on the line. It was, it was the same. There was maybe a few missing, but then you get some guys that are still like Ando came down. He's still fast. Um, I mean, Irwin was even fast on the 450. So, of course, yeah, still can ride a bike. Obviously, he's been a British Champion before. Um, yeah, basically a whole British Championship race for us. So it's good, good. Racing in intense situations. Mm. They could maybe rearrange the Canada Heights race. They should have run it there, perhaps. Maybe. <laughs> oh no, I'd much prefer Canada Heights. Yeah. So I mean, um, you've had uh, obviously a decent sort of start to the year, and uh, and and now it's sort of set on the um, uh, both Michelin's and the Revos. Have you got anything else sort of planned? Are you looking to have a go at uh, some of these the EMX Open sort of race that's happening at Lommel? Is that uh, something you fancy, or even a? Uh, a couple of MXGP appearances, perhaps. I mean, yeah, I'd definitely be up for the the MX Open at Lommel. That's uh, to see see how that fits in later in the year. But um, de- definitely something I want to do. It's not not too. I'm not too far away from the the, the Euro Tunnel, so to get to Lommel's not too bad for me. I can get there nearly as quick as I can get to Fat Cats. So it's always a good. You're racing good people all the time, so it. It's a shame it's only a one-round series. Otherwise, it would be nice to do a few more of them. Yeah. It's just getting used to the GP tracks. They get rougher. They're they're bigger, and it's just the best way to learn, really. Yeah, absolutely. And, and MXGP, I mean, they, they've reduced the entries now for sort of non-registered riders, as you will, and that, that's all quite a good entry for, for Switzerland. Just gone. Did you fancy any of the, the closer rounds for yourself? Um, I'd, I'd love to do them, I think realistically though I need to be battling for the top five in British Championship races before you go give those a go otherwise even I know now it's it's not so bad that it's only 300 euros but there's a point nearly where are you making up numbers or are you there battling or because if you're not onto the back back even say 25th or whatever you're not on latching onto the back of them and you're not on that pace you can't, you can't just ride him around on your own um, mm. but I mean John looked like he rode pretty well at the weekend he, he looked like he was fast in the second one I know he crashed but yeah. I think it's, it's a good way to learn the track looked absolutely savage to be fair I watched the second race and even the moments Fevra was having was yeah naughty yeah <laughs> I thought it was I thought the dirt looked really similar to Marshfield yeah, <laughs> like, oh, it was on Friday, just like real tacky. The ruts just like got real chewed up. But I was I was watching it and I just couldn't decide if I like 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 the look of the track or not. <laughs> it looked it looked very narrow in places. Yeah, like in the second race, Fevre was so fast in a few sections, but there was no way around. No, no, yes, he couldn't get by. Could he? Think by 
I think uh, he made a few lunges and had a big few big moments of maybe not today. Yeah. I think uh like the the step up thing and like round like the, the banked wall and off that drop was cool and then like it's a bit, turn. Thought, Yeah, and then it got to like another bit and thought well, that's a bit shit. But like wasn't I wasn't a fan of the uh the rollers into that flat out long straight. <laughs> Oh, yeah? No, that's not, right. no, not from not. It looked cool, but not from me. I would have been useless down that bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do wide open. You don't do rollers, or you, no, you don't. I do don't do wide open. I don't do flat oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of debate about it on, online. It's been a lot like people calling it a practice track, and uh, you know, other people sort of saying like it's, it's like. Yeah, just to like a local club meeting circuit, and then other people mm. sort of liking that it was just different to the sort of regular yeah. sand and harrowed dirt that seems to be like everywhere. Um, I thought it was maybe a step up from like Turkey. It wasn't really a sort of car park track, but uh, yeah, it looked. Uh, yeah, no, like, the track the track looked cool. Like it was obviously like a natural. They kept it like kind of pretty natural. There's like that cool little step up tabletop sort of like up over the hill. Yeah, that was cool. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it's nice just to see a different track, isn't it? Like rather than just seeing the same ones all the time. Uh, it was it like it was tight. The racing was tight in some places, but I think there was still plenty of passing going on. It made yeah. it good. I think it was. It looked pretty close. Like there was battles at the front and stuff. So yeah, yeah. I mean, people good. people like kind of heights, but fuck me, that's tight. Is yeah. Like you jump out of the wood down to that tight one eighty back up around the tree, it's all one line back down. It's like oh my god. The Canada Heights is a very one line track. I mean it's a track I like, but all the passes are on hills really. Yeah. But you just like gotta try and get the drive on someone, like <laughs> rarely pass anyone in a corner at Canada Heights. No, yeah. yeah. And it strikes me as so many 180s around there. It's pretty, uh, like you say, it's a complete just spin around one post and back up the hill or something like that. It's Yeah, it's quite a, a strange one. It doesn't flow like, uh, well, Ling coming up then. Are you looking forward to that one, Liam? Yeah, I, I like Ling. It's a good track. It's, it's one of those tracks, though. If you get a bad start, it's a bad day. <laughs> it's, a tough, it's a tough one to pass there because when you drop into the hills, a lot of the corners, they're quite off camber. But it's people don't until you're riding it, you don't realise how off camber they are in the mornings, and then you get one big berm around the middle, and you can't go around it. So no. half the track gets used in the corners at the bottom of the hill. But it's it's a good track. It's one of the better ones of the year. It's just very important on the start there. Have a good yeah. day. Well, you yeah, Sorry, go on, bro. Sorry. I was just saying, I think a lot of the passes in Ling sort of happen in the field at the back where you just sort of like square someone up or but yeah, I think as soon as you sort as soon as you uh jump back like off that big single up to the top, I think uh so they got you gotta work hard to get by someone sort of around the bottom section. Yeah, I think last year they they tightened a lot of the field section up and slowed it down. Where the years previous it had been a bit more open yeah. and i back into the like the main part of the track um which you used to be able to pass people square them up in that last right before you come back in but they made that real tight now with a, like, an s-bend chicane thing so mm. it took there was really there was the two corners as you jump in that you could square people up and then it was tight for the rest of that as well last year but i'm not sure what they'll do with it this year they, they've been changed a few times i think so 
Yeah, it's like a sort of schoolboy. It's like it was kind of like uh, our part of the world. Brad, the sort of like sort of Seven Valley sort of schoolboy track. It seemed to me like it was just like a sort of unharrowed uh, uh, un, grass in the morning, like uh, and it, even down to like the yellow tape was uh, <laughs> crazy. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely like an old-fashioned sort of uh, kind of circuit at, at that section. But um, yeah, funny that uh, that actually then provides the better passing opportunities. Strange. Nothing new. Nothing new there. <laughs> you can't beat a bit of grass it's so open the whole part of the track the, the thing in every corner only half the track used if you walked at the end mm. of the around the outside of the main line it would yeah it would, it would be flat from track prep in the morning yeah crazy isn't it? and then you've got the, the new one coming up for the Michigan Nationals there Monster Mountain at the start of May have you, have you heard much about that have you sort of ridden much out in that area before uh, no, I've, I've been told it's similar to Matterley, big jumps and whatnot, but I'm not sure what the ground's like. I'm assuming it's hard pack. Um, but yeah, not not too much knowledge on that one. Not fair enough. If it is like Matterley, you're a fan there? Yeah, I, I like Matterley. It's, um, I think Matterley's good because it's so big and open and it, it's it's got a lot of jumps in it, but because the track's so open and fast it's not too busy yeah it, it works well um i do like matt Lee, especially the last time the amx open the beginning of last year was really good yeah good stuff remind me how'd you get on with that one i didn't uh, check the results there before i saw you tonight um i think sixth and eighth possibly something like that nice i wouldn't know yeah. exactly yeah pretty decent then good stuff so um yeah i mean again going back to matley then i mean would you fancy this uh the wild card even for the the last round if you'd had a good british season did you fancy the, the last gp of the year there yeah i think if if i've been riding good and i was i was on the pace but yeah i'd be well up giving it a go i, mean, I think if it's only 300 euros now then it's probably cheaper to do that than try and get everyone to watch <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, I think I think a lot of riders enjoy Matterley, don't they? Or a lot of GP riders say like that's one of their favourite tracks. <clears throat> a lot of people um, like say if you like to the Americans, if you're going to go do a GP, like Matterley's one of the better ones to do. So I think yeah, if that Monster Mountains obviously anywhere near that, I think um, they should be onto a winner. But obviously in Wales, it's probably going to be pretty. Sleety, shaley. Yeah, I was thinking. I thought. <laughs> is it? Is it Anisabol? I think. Mm. Really cool. Yeah. Wait, I was thinking it might jump to look like Matterley, but if it's like that kind of dirt, it's. Yeah, it will be, won't it? It's just a... so slick. Yeah, it will be. It will be stony. Guarantee it. And needed. Yeah. yeah, that's the, that's where the 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 um the the route in from the gate to the circuit itself is rougher than the track. That was just like I don't mm. remember that bottoming the van out all the way going up that <laughs> that actual uh, lane there, and then uh, yeah, the circuit itself. I mean, I, I remember right there in the MCA was the council because of the dust. The dust was just ridiculous out there. So yeah, yeah. hopefully we'll have better prep for, for Monster Mountain if it's uh, that sort of area. But um, there's a. Uh... Another one they do an evening race in Wales, North Wales. Yeah, Ryder. 
That I, went one, yeah. I went and done it last year. Fuck oh. me. <laughs> it's like, it looks mint. Like, you get there, and it's like a almost like a little French GP track, like, on the bank. It's got, like, cool little jumps. And you ride out, and it's sort of like... I don't know, like thirty minutes slop, and then just concrete. <laughs> I've some of the highlights in a lot of two wheel slides. You know, but yeah, it's like oh my god, it's like <laughs> they just don't, and it just doesn't right out. You just end up with these sloppy berms and just polished bit, polished bit of type one on the inside of the corner. Yeah. yeah, I had an awful uh, race night there. I think in 99, I was doing the AMCA Championship. I was just qualified that year. And uh, yeah, Riada just ruined me. I just, just mm. hated it. I had a horrible night. I was like, yeah. oh, why I even bothered going up there? It was like two and a half hours, and which was a long way for me then. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it is a long way. It's, a long, it's not even a long way, though. It's just a, such a shit drive. <laughs> it's like it's like forty five miles and it takes like two hours. <laughs> forty five miles of B roads. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, oh god, am I ever gonna get there? And then you get there and you just get smoked by some Welsh dude that just you've no like no idea who it is and you just <laughs> just blown your doors off. <laughs> Are you up for that one this year then, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I'll see you there. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, superb, superb. So, yeah, any, any particular uh, championship rounds you're looking forward to, Liam? I mean, you've had a, a couple of good results there at Hawkstone through your times. I mean, um, you know, and you've got both championships visiting that this year. Is that good news for you? Oh yeah, definitely. Hawkstone's by far my favourite of the year. Uh, I've always felt good there since by two. Um, yeah, I, I, I like the soundtracks. I spent a lot of time in Holland when I was a kid, so it's always been kind of my favourite soil. I, how do you, um, sorry, how, how do you feel about um, like the Bridgestone going there like in August, sort of like the peak of summer? I always kind of prefer Hawkstone when it's got a bit of moisture in it. but um, It gets edgy when it's dry, mm. real edgy, but... Um, I still like it. I mean, it's quite good. Where it's sur- the bits that are surrounded by the trees usually stay pretty. They hold a bit of moisture in those parts of the track. Um, just out in that mate, that middle area. Yeah. Hard and edgy, but I, I just like it whenever we go there. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not a massive sand guy, but I do like I do like going Hawkstone. I don't know. I don't know if it's just because you don't get to ride it that often so you don't get like track specialists turn up mm. um or just the fact that it's like just an iconic track there's just something about it i just seem to seem to go pretty well there compared to most sun tracks the only the only thing i miss or wish they'd use again was the concrete start i used to love the concrete start they had there really i have that one dialed but i don't i'm quite a bit taller than so I could have a whole shot device on it right at the back. And yeah. It was it was a good start there for me. Oh, fair play. Because I, I, I must, I obviously, I massively hated the concrete start. I must be honest, I just sat there and was like, I don't know what, what to do with this. <laughs> I just like, sat there going like, what the hell? <laughs> that one and Black Soul, even Ling, I had a few good starts there and I used to like it when I used to like concrete start. Mad, fair mm-hmm. play. I don't mind the concrete start, but it does wrap your tire. Yeah. Like to, get a good, to get a good concrete start, you've got to have that thing like 
piping hot. So that just means sitting there, just. Yeah, it's to see like there's the smoke coming off the AMA stuff. Yeah, that's you got. That's you got to get like like a layer of rubber laid down on the on the concrete. I used to um, I used to see people doing it like we drop on the concrete. The board's not even up yet, and some. Oh yeah. Someone's got it lit, and I'm like. <laughs> Someone's doing a burnout at just one Daytona. It's gonna be cold before the gate drops, and you've just destroyed it. Is that, that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. It need, needs to be like as, got- as the fifteen-second boards out. You need to be heating it up. I used to wait, and then I wouldn't even spin it up. I'd just jump the bike forward while it was on the fifteen-second board. Just keep jumping it forward just, until yeah, just that. Yeah. Just sat there, with the, sat there with the front brake on, five second boards out, and you just got the back tire doing 200 mile an hour. <laughs> just <laughs> let the front brake go when the gate drops. <laughs> nice one. All right, so Horton's looking good. Nice one. And um, yeah, I mean, what's, what's, your, what's your sort of ambitions for the year, Liam? Have you got a sort of position where you want to be in the certain championships or, you know, something that you're, you're really wanting to, to achieve this year? What, what have you really sort of got your sights on, would you say? I think it's just, obviously, I finished the championship in seventh last year yeah um but more really just each race i quite like to each race as it goes and try to get a good start and put try be as close or as in into the top five i know it's not it's not easy it's a stacked class this year. there's a, a lot of guys that could be in the top five yeah 11 12 guys that on their day with a bit of luck on their side could be in in the top five or around the position um see there's there's you've got the top guys that are expected to be on the podium every weekend but there's days where they have a bad race or something unlucky happens and it's just whoever puts them in position to um take advantage of that yeah, perfect. And what's a typical week for you? Are you like uh, your full time of the racing, or do you work extra sort of stuff uh, in the week, or is it is it like literally you focus purely on the racing and the training side? Um, I try ride one or two times a week, and then get my bike done, prepped, and then as much. But if I have spare full days, I'll drive a truck for my dad. I've got all my. Um, all my truck licenses are class one and I think so whether I go to the hub in the a double decker or I drive a truck during the day that will be if I can fit that in I'll try to do that get a bit of extra money sure. there's there's not much money in motocross anymore sorry <laughs> <laughs> no that's it yeah. but I mean the rate the, there's there's massive demand still for truck driving in there class one so uh, yeah that's certainly uh, you certainly could get a good Audi right anyway don't you um, if I'm sat around and like obviously it's been pretty wet lately if you can't ride or like I still get my my gym stuff done and then if I've got a day free I'll just I might as well go out and make some money instead of just be sat there twiddling your thumbs <laughs> fair enough nice one cool okay so I mean um, yeah something that uh, they asked Brad have you got much to uh, ask yourself anything you had in mind to ask Liam um no I don't think so obviously with with only the hot cups really been the last thing we've done besides that two rounds at Oakhanger. Everything else is sort of ended up being cancelled. So yeah, I mean obviously is it is it Ling not this yeah, weekend, weekend, the following weekend, yeah. Yeah, so we've got Bridgestone this weekend, don't we? And then it's uh, Ling after that. So uh yeah. Yeah. Have we got uh has there been a 
like a reserve date set or anything? Anything about Canada Heights? No, no word at all. Um, no word either, either publicly or privately from RHL as to what's happening with the um, uh, with the Canada Heights round. I mean, looking at the calendar, it's difficult to see where it would fit in. Um, uh, if they're going to replace it and not clash with the GP, I think is almost impossible. Um, but uh, it might be possible to run it uh, on one of the Indonesia rounds weekends. Uh, but mm-hmm. then that would be right in the middle of Hawkstone and um, uh, the the one up at uh, school, uh, excuse me, schoolhouse. Um, so yeah, that's there's a weekend between those two where it's supposed to be the Indonesia GP that they might be able to fit it into. But I don't know. Normally, we enter we get like a whole list of dates, and then you have a reserve date hmm. at the bottom. But this year, it doesn't there doesn't seem to be one listed. No, I think the factor with that was the um, I think with with Matterley being in, in uh, right at the end of the MSGP year, I think then they've got to run the, the beach race almost earlier than they about a month earlier than they normally would. So uh, yeah, I think they go almost straight from the last British Championship round straight to Western Beach. I think with the RHL kit. So uh, yeah, I think that could be a, a bit of an issue. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. That there is no word as of yet as to what's happening to the Canada Heights date. Um, they say they are going to reschedule it, and hopefully they do because it's a good track, and we we don't really want to miss it. But no. um, yeah, is that really realistically anyone that's going to be going to Indonesia? I mean, well, that's it. There's no yeah. British flyaways there, so <clears throat> the British Championship. No, yeah, I think that's probably the best bet. I can't see. I'm not sure what Isaac Gifton's plans are, but was he signed with a like a GP team? But he wasn't at Sweden. I mean, I haven't seen him on the. Uh, yeah. Sweden, Switzerland. Um, I haven't seen him on the entry list for Barco. No, <clears throat> so I'm no. not sure what's going on there. Still trying to suss out the budget, I think, can't we? But yeah, he said I'm he not. wants to do it. He, he has said he wants to do the three rounds. So mm. yeah, we'll see how we go from that one. Great stuff. Nice. Okay, so um, yeah, just one thing to ask you, Liam. And now, since we're getting there closer to the time here at the end of it, just uh, like to end things on a bit of a positive note. Just to, to ask yourself, uh, what would you say would be uh, has been your best day in motocross so far like your absolute top day you got in the truck at the end of the day thinking thank god i'm doing this you know how awesome was that you know what would you say when was the last time you saw or what was the most you felt that off that sort of feeling probably gotta be black saw in 2018 uh i won the opening mx2 race um but it was so close at the end i think it was me then Gilbert was under a second behind. Then I think Conrad was third. And then Pocock was fourth. Or maybe they were, I can't remember which way around they were, but all within four seconds. And uh, I led from start to finish. I don't know. I don't know. I think Conrad may have had a bad start or whatever, but Gilbert was right all right. And uh, yeah, I managed to hold on for the first race win. That was pretty, pretty good feeling. I mean, there's not a lot of people that have done that you know win a British Championship just a moto is quite quite a special thing Um, I ruined I ruined the overall in the second race with a big crack down the hill but I mean (laughs) well (laughs) yeah I always always put a bit of a tinge on it (laughs) good stuff so yeah, hopefully we're looking for similar sort of thing at Blacksall again, then uh, going that way. Did you prefer the right the the the, the change in direction last year? Did you like it or, or not? Not really. Um, yeah, I seem to. There's another track I like every time I go there. To be fair, the um, the Woodbridge Club when they run it, they always do a good job got job prepping the track, and it's always in pretty good condition. Um, 
doesn't seem to make much difference. No matter what they do, it always seems like the same. <clears throat> like every time we ride there, whether it's one way or the other way or they change the section, it always just feels the same. <laughs> <laughs> Nice one, good stuff. All right, and so uh, yeah, I think we're uh, looking uh, looking forward certainly to to Ling and like I say, getting some some action going. And and you guys at uh, at Preston this weekend. Then what, uh, Brad? Are you in the same class as Liam? Are you are you uh, lining up? Uh, no, I'm in uh, amateur MX one. Um, well, I'm guessing Liam's not in the same class. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm assuming he'd probably be in the elite, um, which is what they've renamed the pro class. So. <clears throat> yeah, I'm I'm Saturday Sunday. I think you're just Sunday, aren't you, Liam? Yeah, we just, we just race Sunday. But I, I assume that saves me a, t- a tenner because I've only got to pay for camping one night. Mm. I'm staying. <laughs> I'm in a hotel. Thank God. Don't go there. Don't go there. <laughs> Are you gonna have to wash your bike in a designated area? That's the question. Uh, I'll get a brush. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Brilliant. Is, that, is that still the same way, Brad? Is it that still that, that hasn't changed? Then you've got you got to yeah, take it's still the same thing. You've got to wash it somewhere. You've got to bring your own water. I can't see that game <laughs> at all. I think that's everyone's gonna do. It's gonna everyone's just gonna do what they want. I know one will see, and there'll be one person will start washing by their van. Someone else will start washing by theirs. <laughs> Brad <will> start washing. <laughs> Yeah, we'll f- fire out the big petrol jet wash, and he'll come over and be like, I "Can't hear you! What? Can't hear you, mate!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh dear, oh dear. Well, we'll look, yeah. for, we'll, we'll look for the headlines in the uh, uh, in the uh, the local press then. Uh, <laughs> see, see if you've been uh, strapped up with your arm up your back or something. So, yeah, nice one. All right, guys. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks for, uh, for for joining us, Liam. Anyway, great to have you on board, and yeah, certainly wish you all the best for the season. Anybody you want to thank before I start wrapping things up? Uh, yeah, I just like to thank Simon for what he's done for me to have me on board and the bikes and the whole deal on Spain and everything he's done for me this year and the years previous since 2020. Obviously, there's been two seasons I didn't finish because of my knee, or they like, I missed, yeah, race things like that because of it and he's always put a deal together for me for the next year so big thank you to him and then uh, my mum and dad well everything they did <laughs> to even get me on a bike to get me as far as I did before I started riding in the pro class on the pro teams and stuff and um, my, my friend Mick for coming to all the races just to help me out <laughs> <laughs> really is of no benefit to him otherwise other than he enjoys it a little bit but yeah that's about it really fair play nice one all right well yeah again wish you off the season and uh, yeah thanks uh, thanks an awful lot for joining us uh, so yeah just to thank our sponsors here again this has been brought to you by AS3 Performance uh, home of aftermarket motocross and enduro parts uh, from hardware and protection parts including skid plates and radiator braces to performance cooling parts including silicon radiator hoses and oversized impeller kits AS3 also have a huge range of brake clutch and gear levers all with different features and adjustability check them out online at www.as3performance.co.uk also thank 
take you to golf race fields across sports cars, single seaters, motorcycle racing, and further afield. Golf brand is associated with winning whatever the discipline. Uh, and of course, thank you to Kawasaki UK Motors UK for um, helping us and uh, announcing the uh, KLX 140R lineup uh, for youth riders with electric start, uh, four-stroke 144cc engine, and three different sizes to suit juniors from the first tentative steps right through to the preparation for adult bike racing. So, yeah, please contact your local off-road dealership to check out the KLX 140R range. Uh, and also, yeah, even strokes, everybody point to Brad. Even strokes. <laughs> yeah, discount code, Brad Wheeler 10, put that in at your checkout and it'll uh, knock 10% off the price. So, uh, yeah, if you use that, that'll help us out and uh, keep us going. So please nice do fun. that. Great stuff, yeah. Thanks to everybody for helping us. And, uh, yeah, thanks again, Liam, for, for joining us. And, um, yeah, I'll see you at the British Championship round at Ling in a couple of weeks' time. Also, um, I forgot to mention uh, a big Ooh. thank Dave and DKN Services for their help with what they do for me as well. I forgot to mention them a minute ago. <laughs> ah, no worries. That's cool. You got it in there. <laughs> Great stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, all you guys rely on so many people to keep you going. So, yeah, it's been, um, yeah, it's always good to see uh well, that's part of the reason why we all like to see free, um, full full grids in it, see everybody lined up and see uh, all the support behind the series. So great stuff, Liam. Nice one. So, yeah, thanks, everybody, as well, for tuning in to the MX Vice uh, Great British Motocross podcast. And, yeah, we will have uh, more guests for you lined up next week. We have uh, just quickly checking on my calendar here. I've just got to confirm that. But, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll have Brad Todd next week. Uh, just got to confirm that with him. But we'll certainly have somebody lined up to uh, speak to you. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back on Monday with the SMX Review Show. Uh, Brad or yeah sometime next week whenever I can get it edited so yeah great stuff alright thanks everybody for tuning in and we'll see you next time take care see you later yeah.